What's up, everybody? Welcome to our podcast. I'm David. And I'm Danny. Thank you for joining us on our double date, where we're going to talk all things life and relationships. If you like it, make sure you subscribe to it, follow us, rate it, and review it. Let's go. All right. What's up, everybody? It's our first podcast, episode Ooh. number one. Hello. You won't believe what we're talking about today. S-E-X. Let's talk about sex, baby. Let's talk about you and me. <laughs> <laughs> no, we really want to, we want to talk about this subject about sex. Typically where the church is silent, the devil is shouting and sex is not a bad thing. Sex is created by God. It's a gift from God. Whatever God creates, the devil tries to manipulate. So we want to talk about how sex is a gift from God. I want you to think about a fireplace. A fire in a fireplace is a beautiful thing. But a fire in a forest is a dangerous thing. We want to talk to you about the gift of God while experiencing God's blessing for your life. We've learned that you can't outgive God. It was hard for both of us to maintain a pure life, especially in our engagement and our dating life. But we've learned that you can't outgive God. So many people come to us in counsel and they say, we have a bad sex life. What should we do? And I say, you don't have a bad sex life. You have a bad relationship life. Sex is the mirror of your relationship. You can't treat her like a jerk all day and then expect to get something at night from her. That's being a parasite, not being a partner. All you're doing is taking, 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 and never giving back. Yeah, absolutely. And I think it's it's for a Christian, it's very hard talking about um, sex because you're thought for so long to not like even think about it, to not listen to music that talks about it, to not watch movies that have anything to do with it. And so when you get married, if you haven't even like thought about it and you've trained your mind to think that it's a bad thing, then this becomes an issue because when it's time to actually have sex with your spouse, you can begin to feel kind of shame and and feel like you're doing something wrong. So I think that it's important to talk about these things and talk about how it's it's the glue really to your relationship. Um, so it's super important. And if anybody has ever told you that sex is not important in a marriage, that is just probably one of the biggest lies you've ever heard. Absolutely. It's important to talk about your expectations. Like we said, God creates, the devil manipulates. Sex is a gift from God. The devil tries to make you feel like it's a dirty thing. Listen to this. If you had sexual relations outside of marriage and carry sinful expectations and fantasies, you will always live disappointed because you can't have righteous sex from a sinful context. You are putting these expectations on somebody. There's no way they're going to keep up with those sinful expectations and fantasies of things you watched. So you can't have righteous sex from a sinful context. When the Bible talks about sexual relations, it typically will come with this phrase, He knew her and he knew her. That's what we're supposed to do in our marriage. We're supposed to get to know our partner, get to know our spouse, not act like you know everything already. The Bible says to dwell with her with understanding. In order to have understanding about somebody, you need to spend time with them. You need to talk to them, listen to her, honor her. Don't just hug her or do the dishes because you want to get something at the end of the night. It's important for you to dwell with her. Physical intimacy is a product of continual intimacy. So remember, sex is the mirror of your relationship. It's not about just at the end of the night. It's about 
what you do during the day. It's about texting my wife. Good morning. I love you. Taking out the trash. If you don't want to feel like you're another to-do list on her list, another thing on her to-do list, why don't you start helping her with her list without any expectations? Yeah, I think that's like so important to you because as women, we don't want to have to tell you like, can you take out the trash? Can you spend time with the kids? Can you like help me out around the house? We want you to just do that on your own and take the initiative. And that in itself is so attractive to us because we say, look at him. He's stepping up. I don't have to like baby him. I don't have to be his mom, but he's being the man of the household. And that does something to us physically. Like it makes us desire you because of what you're doing for us. And so guys, that's a tip for you. If you were not cleaning up around your house, if you are leaving your clothes all over the place, if you're not putting the toilet seat down, if you are making it harder for her, then it's going to be harder to have sex and a good really a good sexual relationship at the end of the night. So do those small things. So those are the steps that you have to do in order to get what you want at the end of the night. Yeah, absolutely. God made Adam and Eve without clothes because there was nothing to be in between them. He made them naked and unashamed because he doesn't want anything in between me and you. Mm-hmm. It's important for us to know what the word intimacy means. If you're watching this podcast on YouTube, if you're listening to it, I want you to write down the word intimacy, intimacy. The definition is in the word intimacy means into me. I let you see. Mm-hmm. Is it possible to see somebody without clothes and still not see them? Is it possible to have sexual relationships with somebody and not see them? It's very possible. But God wants to create this intimacy where you are totally vulnerable with somebody. Mm -hmm. The reason we don't want to be vulnerable is because if you're vulnerable, you can be hurt. C.S. Lewis writes about that. It's important. If you want to have intimacy with somebody, you invite them in. There are no secrets. Remember, where secrecy lives, intimacy dies. Secrecy eats intimacy and shame eats secrecy. You're only as sick as your secrets. James 5, 16 says, confess your sins one to another so you may be healed. Mm -hmm. In our marriage, there was a freedom that took place when I confessed everything to my wife. There are no secrets. And when I was able to share everything with my wife, healing took place. Some of you are saved, but sick. You're going to heaven, but you're living like hell. Your relationship is a hellish relationship. You fight, you argue, there's no intimacy. You look great on social media, but you're living a lie. Yeah, um, I think that I really like how you brought up about speaking to each other, um, speaking about what it is that you are struggling with, things that make you feel uncomfortable at times. Um, when we're talking about sex, I think as a, as a woman, I feel like I don't want to say that certain things make me feel uncomfortable or certain things... I would like to, you know, do or I want would like for you to talk to me about before this happens. And so that's so important. And it's so key to communicate with your spouse like, hey, I would like if you, you know, I don't know, give me a massage. I would like if you make sure that you lay down with me and hug me. And it doesn't always have because you can have sex, you know, a, a, a physical relationship without it turning into sex and then eventually it leads to sex so as women we want to be you know hugged we want to be kissed we want to be you know massaged and then not knowing that it has to always lead to sex so yes 
sex is amazing and it's great and that's what we're talking about but as a woman we also want to be caressed without that being the ultimate goal all the time absolutely men use intimacy to get sex and women use sex to get intimacy yeah definitely did y'all catch that i think it might have went over your head so one more time men use intimacy to get sex so they're gonna they're gonna massage her back but they got one thing on their mind they just want to have sex so they're gonna hold her and do all these things because they're trying to use that to get what they really want and women really want intimacy. So while y'all are having sex, she's just focused on hold, you holding her. Yeah. And, and we don't, and, and not that we don't want to have sex because we do, but at the same time, it's like we would rather just have your, your, you with us, have that, your support and knowing that we're safe with you and that, you know, we, we have that connection and that's what leads to more not being like, Oh, he's coming to hug me because he wants something else. And you know that every single time he comes and sits by you or he comes and gives you a hug, then it has to lead to something else. Um, and trust me, if you just come and you just hug her and you just give her a massage and then that's it, she's going to want to have more. So you just have to be smart and, and you have to just be able to meet each other's needs. Yeah, so let's give a, a word for the guys and a word for the ladies. For the guys, I want the ladies to understand this. For guys, their eyes are the gateway to intimacy, the eyes. They're attracted to what they see. Let me give you some Bible for this. 2 Samuel chapter 11, verse 2. David saw Bathsheba in verse 2, and he was sleeping with her in verse 4. Two verses later, he's sleeping with her. And so for a guy, he's attracted to what he sees. So I want to encourage the ladies. How are you dressing for your man that you're married to? Are you still dressing like you did to get his attention on your first date? Or have you given up on that because life has taken a toll on you? Your man is attracted to what he sees. All right. Now, ladies, guys, you got, must understand that ladies are attracted to what they hear. Their gateway to intimacy is their ears. Listening is one of the greatest expressions of love. Mm -hmm. When she comes home with a difficult day and she's venting to you, she's not asking you to fix her. She's asking you to sit with her, cry yeah. with her, and just listen to her. Yeah. Don't use your actions as manipulation to get what you really want, fellas. And ladies, don't use your body as a weapon to yeah. get what you really want from your man. Yeah, absolutely. I think that for us, well, first of all, going back to what you said about um, uh, like speaking to your lady, make sure that you're doing that all throughout the day. Like you do a really good job of like texting me in the morning, like good morning. And he might be in and out of meetings, but he's checking up on me. He's checking up to see how the kids are doing. He's speaking to me throughout the day. Even if I know that he's going to be in a meeting for, I don't know, two, three hours, he'll text me like stepping into my meeting. And I'm like, he's checking up on me of how I'm feeling. And when he gets home, he might have had, he might be tired, but he's like, how was your day? And he's not picking a fight. So you can't be picking a fight all throughout the day, being rude, being mean, being disrespectful. And then the nighttime comes and then you're like, all right, so what's going to happen now? Oh, so we're not going to do anything. It's like you have to be able to romance her all throughout the day. It's not just however long it takes at nighttime. It's like an all day thing. And same for women. You have to respect your husband throughout the day. You can't be rude. You can't be disrespectful. You can't be picking fights and then expect him to be happy at the end of the night. Um, 
Absolutely. Yeah. In the context of marriage, that was so good, babe. In the context of marriage, there are two reasons why someone will touch you. Number one is because they want to give something to you or they want to get something from you. So in the context of marriage, somebody will touch you for two reasons. I want to get something from her or I want to give something to her. So when I come home and I hug her, that's a physical touch. I'm doing that for two reasons. One, I want to have sex with her and I want to get something from her or better I want to give something to her. I want to comfort her. I want to hold her. I want her to have peace. And if, you do, if you're loving her to give something to her, I promise you, you'll never be able to outgive her. She'll give back to you. It's about serving the other person. When you get married, you walk up to an altar. That's a place where you die to yourself. Marriage is the death of the pronouns, me, myself, and I. It's no longer about you and what you want. It's about giving to your partner. Yeah. So hold her without wanting to do something sexually with her all the time. Yeah, that's so good. And as women, like he was saying, we know that we have a power over our husbands and sometimes we tend to use it against them. So if we want to get like our way with things, then we are like, oh, well, if you don't do this and this and this for me, then you're not going to get this. Or, oh, you upset me today. And so I'm just going to refrain from you know, having sex with you. And that's like such a dangerous place to be at because you are the only person designed by God to meet your spouse's needs. Like if you think about that, there's absolutely nobody else in this world who God designed specifically for that need that your husband has. So when you sit there and you say, I am going to use this need that God created, not that he created me for, but that he instilled in me to meet your need, to hold it against you, that is like very dangerous ground that you're stepping on and that the enemy will use over and over and over again to damage and just completely destroy your relationship. So good. Y'all, we're celebrating our 10-year anniversary next Yay. week. This is 10 years of our failures and our success, we're trying to give to you in yeah. 20 minutes. And Many so failures. We're trying to help you out. So we just have a few more tips about this relationship, intimacy, and sex, and, and your marriage. Song of Solomon is a great book to read together. We want to encourage you to read that. It's a book in the Bible. The Bible has 66 books. This is one of the books. Song of Solomon 4, verse 16, the, the woman says, Come into your garden and eat. Come into your garden and eat. This agrees with 1 Corinthians chapter 7, which says your body is not your own. It belongs to your spouse. So check this out. The woman is the aggressor. For a man, if the woman is an aggressor, that's a huge turn on for him. He doesn't want to be the only one trying to make an effort. Yeah. So when you go home and you tell your man and you hug him, and you say whatever it is that you say to him. Listen, he could be dead asleep and he'll wake up right yeah, away. Yeah. She's saying, come into your garden. A garden is a healthy option. Now check this out. It's the only healthy option for a male in the context of marriage. And if he's not getting it, this healthy option, he will look for junk food outside the marriage. He'll look at pornography. He'll look to cheat. He'll look to do other things yeah. because he's starving. Yeah. And when you're starving, you get angry. You get frustrated, you get bitter, you start having an attitude. And so it's important. It takes two to make it and two to break it. What do yeah. you think about that? No, babe? I love that. And I think it's so true. I um recently heard that sports players will refrain 
from having sex before a game so that their testosterone levels will be like super high and they're like super rough and ready to go play and they're just mean. Um, And so when you think about it, if you have not had sexual relationships with your spouse and it's been a while, they tend, like guys tend to get like a little bit like rougher and a little bit meaner and, and so once you actually meet together and, and you have sexual relationships, um, they tend to just like calm down and they're more at peace and they're happier and they're smiling. And so even in that, it shows you like what a big deal it is that you get to give them that. That is like such a gift that you can give them. You can give them peace and happiness and like just like that happy feeling and you know, God has given you that. So that's how important it is to be able to meet their needs. So don't don't refrain and don't taunt them. I think that we, we tend to taunt them sometimes. So let's not do that. That's that's a total like vibe killer for sure. So good. For men, sex isn't just something that we want, it's something that we need. We're starving for intimacy. So many men are starving because they don't have that relationship in their marriage. So ladies, don't use your body as a weapon against your partner. Just communicate with one to another. All right, we have a few minutes left. This is a double date. So we know that you're all in different seasons. Some of you have been married longer than us. Some of you just got married. Some of you are engaged. Some of you are dating. Some of you are still single. We want you to squeeze the season. So I got a word for singles. Dating with no intention of marriage is like going to the store without any money. You either leave empty-handed or you take something that's not yours. What is your intention? What is your motivation for dating that person? Are you planning on getting married? Because if not, if you're not sleeping with your spouse, you're sleeping with someone else's. It's important to know they are not your spouse until they're your spouse. That doesn't mean when you put a ring on their finger, it means when you actually say your I do's and you get the blessing. That's what you really want. You want the blessing of God. I have a warning for you. God will not bless your relationship if you're trying to do it your way and not his way. Here's some verses to back it up. Hebrews 13, verse 4. Ephesians 5, 3. 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. We love you. We're rooting for you. Sex is a gift from God. At the right time. With the right person. At the right time. With the right person. Because the right thing at the wrong time. It's still the wrong thing. It's the wrong thing. Thank you for joining us on our double date. We'll see you next time.